Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show. Final hour. We continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert Specialty Meats uh, down in Waukesha. And uh, Paul Roberts brought some great stuff to the party. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, he brought some really, I mean, everybody's loving the beef jerky that he brought, but also he brought the cannibal sandwiches. Yes, he did. Brought those along as well. And uh, thanks to Paul Roberts for everything. But if you're looking for, say, the Christmas ham and you want to order it, get a hold of Paul, your hometown butcher. Go down to robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And uh, they've got everything, everything for your need down there. Everything. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, so the power rankings for the NFL. Ben, do we have music for this? I can't remember if we do or not. Yeah, we could do music for this. Okay, let's do music for this because uh, we've got some movement here in the NFL. See if you agree. The bottom five remain the same. And number 32 is the Houston Texans. They stink on ice. Number 31, Indy. The Colts, uh, they beat the Raiders, and that was pretty much it. Uh, they stink. By the way, uh, Jeff Saturday has stated he wants to remain the full-time head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. It's not a, a passing fancy. He wants to be the head coach. We'll wait and see what happens there. Number 30, Nathaniel Hackett's on his way out the door. Denver's going to say, nah, baby, nah. They remain at number 30, and they stink too. Number 29, Arizona. You thought, well, maybe they could get out of their own way if they got a win last night, but no, Kyler Murray down. Team stinks. Murray stinks. They're done. Number 28, they're eliminated. The Chicago Bears. Nothing new there. Here we go. Dropping a couple of spaces at number 27, the Rams. Just continues to get worse for them. Number 26, remaining right there, the New Orleans Saints. Number 25, coming up one spot, is the Atlanta Falcons. I just feel Atlanta's got a little bit more. I don't think they're good. I just think they got a little bit more than some of the teams that are beneath them. No other reason than that. That's all. Uh, then you've got uh, number uh, 24 is the Cleveland Browns. And even with Deshaun Watson and such, they, they're not good. Uh, I like Pittsburgh. They stayed right the same place at number 23. The uh, Steelers are a solid football team. They just they don't have a quarterback. Their defense has been banged up. Uh, I know they're, they're just trying to get over that hump. They're just not able to do it. Um, I, 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 you know, it's funny because I find myself actually rooting for the Steelers, and I wanted to see them beat the Ravens this past weekend. And, damn, they hung in there. They just couldn't get the job done. 16-14, they take a loss, but they remain the same. At number 22, a team that did not play this past weekend, that is your Green Bay Packers. They still have a little glimmer of hope, staying uh, the same at number 21, the Carolina Panthers. A team that has fallen four spots from 16 down to 20, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking an ass-kicking at Levi Stadium this past weekend, 35-7. to They got drilled, and they look just gone. And Tom Brady's really, let's be honest, he's kind of run out of people to yell at. He just, there's not a whole lot of people to yell at anymore. He's, he's just yelling to yell now at that point. Uh, then, uh, sitting at uh, number 19, they stay even. That's the Raiders. The Raiders are right there. There's nothing dynamic about the Raiders. They, they're not a good football team either. They got that 17-16 loss to the Rams. The Rams fall a couple of spaces because they're just not a good football team either. 
even though they did get the come from behind win with Baker Mayfield, like I mentioned earlier, just they're not good. The Raiders, they're not good either. The Giants fall three spaces, sitting at number 18. The Giants, number 18. The Giants continue to kind of, kind of, I don't know, uh, for lack of a better term, they, they make it look as if they are the paper champion everybody thought they were. Best way to describe it. So the Giants sitting there at number 18. Uh, they brought the Eagles into their building and just found out that they're just not even close. Uh, you got number 17. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence didn't play like a quarterback with a bad foot or a bad toe, I guess, on Sunday. Played pretty well. Uh, they rose one spot. Seattle at number 16. The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they have fallen one space. I had them. They fell a little bit further than some of the others, but... Uh, Seattle at number 16. The Seahawks, they've lost three of their last four, and they don't they don't look like a playoff contender at all at this point. Uh, let's hope they continue to fall for the Packers' sake. Number 15. Uh, they're down a couple of spaces in my book. Uh, that's the Tennessee Titans. And uh, after the blowout loss to the Eagles, uh, remember Mike Vrabel, he told the reporters, we're at a crossroads. And then on Sunday against the Jaguars, they look like a team that has stumbled to down just a really bad path. They're, they just look bad. Uh, at number 14, they didn't play. That's the Washington Commanders. At number 13, I've got the New England Patriots coming up a couple of spaces. Not a bad way to go. Patriots went to Arizona. They got themselves a win. They had to have it. And now they're going to enter the final four weeks in playoff position as the seventh seed in the AFC. So they needed it. They got it. Number 12, I got the New York Jets. Nobody is ever going to question Mike White's toughness after Sunday. That He got the hell beat out of him did you see him get beat up ben yeah that that where he threw the pass pass and he left the stadium in an ambulance after the game oh he went to the locker room three times and came back yeah he just got the hell beat out of him it was that was amazing he just got beat up uh at number 11 uh i got them falling four spots Tua is he just he's he's in a funk. He doesn't look good, and he's been struggling. The second consecutive game in which he's struggled badly, struggled to Justin Herbert. Miami falls four spaces down to number eleven, out of the top ten, to number eleven. The Chargers get a win over said Miami, and the Chargers move up a spot uh, to number ten. Now I get into the top ten at number or excuse me at number uh, into the top ten with the Chargers at number nine. I think the Lions are for real. They found, as Wayne Larrabee said to us just a little while ago, something's clicked. Dan Campbell's team, they continue to roll. They're, uh, they're just playing really good right now. I am, uh, man, I'm, I'm liking what they're doing. Uh, that 34-23 win at a raucous Ford Field. And they piled up 464 yards. I've got Detroit at number nine. And then... The, uh, the team that uh, they whooped up on, that's the Vikings. The Vikings were going in there to clinch the NFC North. Couldn't do it. The trip to Ford Field proved to be ominous. They fall a couple of spaces. Detroit, by the way, comes up three. Minnesota falls two, sitting at number eight. Number seven, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, he returned just in time for the Ravens. Dobbins back in the lineup for the first time since week six. 120 yards, 15 carries. And he helped a banged-up Baltimore team barely, barely, barely get by the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Baltimore, even in that win, fall one space down to number seven. Then at number six, at number six, I, I just I don't have a lot of belief in this team. I, I dropped him a couple of spaces. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they woke up just in time to beat the Texans. But Dak Prescott is, he's, I, I'm telling you, if he's on, he'll win you a championship. If he's off or mediocre or just Dak being Dak, he's going to lose you that game. He's just that guy. At number five, moving up into the top five, it's Brock Purdy time. Oh, my God, did they whip the hell out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That defense is stifling. But Purdy stepped into the starting lineup on Sunday and just completely outplayed Tom Brady. Just man, oh, man, oh, man. It was amazing. So uh, San Francisco coming in at number five, rising up a couple of more spots. Sitting there now at number four. They continue to get good. They continue to get better. He doesn't get enough credit, I guess, for, quote, greatness, but he just wins, and that is Joe Burrow going to Tyler Boyd. He he lost his receiver, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins to a hamstring on the first possession of the game this past weekend. Still, he goes with Jamar Chase. They win 23-10 over the Browns, a team he had never beaten. So he loses a couple of weapons, and they had never beaten P. Ryan and company. He ran the ball pretty well, but it's Joe Burrow just getting the job done. Cincinnati rises three spots to number four. Then, not a change. Not a change. I've got Kansas City, the Chiefs. They opened up Sunday's matchup with the Broncos. They scored the game's first 27 points. But their defense is going to be their Achilles heel. They just took their foot off the gas, but they're still staying right there at number three. So we'll see how they respond this week. Sitting at number two, I still, even with Von Miller out for the year, I still like the Bills. They need another fill-the-void closer kind of guy, defensively speaking. The Jets, extremely encouraging as far as what they got going on with Mike White, but they beat the hell out of him. And Buffalo's staying staunch at number two, and then at number one, it's hands down, easy. The punishing, punishing Eagles. They get the job done, and they went in there and put it on a Giants team, piling up 253 yards on the ground, 217 through the air, 48-22, butt-wiping a big blue at the Meadowlands. Jalen Hurts, he continues his incredible season, and uh, he's, by the way, up to 32 touchdowns against just five picks, and he is now the front-runner for the MVP. So that's uh, that's the way it shapes up. You got Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Dallas, Baltimore, Minnesota, Detroit, and then the Chargers. That is your top 10 teams in the National Football League. Good stuff. And Gary says Josh Allen throws too many interceptions in the red zone. And you're right. He is going to be and again, you can go back to now defensively you lose Von Miller, you lose that guy that can close out a game for you. You lose that guy that in, say, a big moment when it's a tight game and you need somebody to say, I'm going to be the disruptor. I'm going to be the guy that's going to end this for defensively speaking for an offense that's going against you. I'm going to end this game. You lose Von Miller, and, and that's a big loss. But you're right. Josh Allen in big moments cannot turn the ball over in the red zone. Just cannot do it. Cannot do it. Uh, but Gary says, uh, the Cowboys, did you see they signed their season savior? Yes, T.Y. They did not get OBJ. They got T.Y. Hilton. Now, OBJ is not out of the realm of possibility, but they added T.Y. Hilton to their list. T.Y. Hilton, 
He's just a veteran. Maybe he gets open once or twice, helps him on a first down, moves the sticks, whatever. Uh, it's one of those signings that can't hurt, right? It, you're not relying on him. It's not like a Sammy Watkins deal where you were relying on that guy. T.Y. Hilton is just, he's an accent piece, you know? He's like just putting another ornament on your Christmas tree after your Christmas tree's already decorated, and it looks really good. He's just another ornament. That's it. And if he can give you something, then maybe you got a little little more sparkle, a little more bling-bling going on for Christmas. But that's about it. So there you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Feel free. Feel free to go ahead and do so. By the way, Romeo Dobbs uh, coming out of Green Bay, Bill Huber reporting. Romeo Dobbs had said the week of the Bears game, he called himself kind of highly questionable for the game in Chicago. And obviously he didn't play. They say he could have, but he didn't. Now after the bye week, he said today, yep, backs to play against the Rams. That's good news. That's good news. You put Dobbs on the field, Christian Watson on the field. Dobbs obviously started to gain the trust of Aaron Rodgers. You put him on the field, Christian Watson on the field. You know, who knows how much better this offense can be. Uh, I don't know when you're going to get, and I got a couple of people saying, will Bakhtiari be back? I kind of doubt it. An appendectomy, look, it's surgery takes at least a couple of weeks to heal, and that's just for a normal person. Now you can't go out there and start, you know, grunting and, and straining and stressing and trying to block 300-pound, you know, defensive ends coming after you and, and expect, you know, one, you not to feel any pain, and two, you have stitches and such. You know, you're just getting over that. You. No, I would not expect David Bakhtiari back for probably at least two more weeks. I'd be surprised. But at least two more weeks. That'd be my guess. I've never had an appendicitis. My son did. He uh, he was in the hospital for about a week. He was really, really hurting. A week after that, he was actually uh, finishing up boot camp when it happened because he was afraid that in the last couple of days of boot camp that he'd have to take boot camp all over again. But they didn't make them. But yeah, it's it's that that's a painful. I'm told it's a painful thing. I've never had it, but I'm told it's a pretty pretty painful thing. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and give us a shout. D says, "Hey unit, I like your top five. I cannot agree with the Cowboys, though. I, I understand the Cowboys are not going to be a Super Bowl-caliber team. No matter who they add, they still have Dak Prescott at, uh, at quarterback, and he is the turnover machine. D says they should be out of the top ten. Who else would you put there, though? Let's be honest, okay? You may be a Cowboy. Right, here, you got to preface that by saying, I'm a Cowboy hater. Okay? Dallas was pretty highly ranked over the last few weeks. We're all cowboy who, haters, who? by the way. Well, yeah, I can agree with that. But would you put Minnesota ahead of them? No. Baltimore? Probably not. They're banged up. The Chargers? No. Detroit? Detroit's on the come, but I don't think I'm going to crown them in the top five. Miami? No. The Jets? As much as I like the toughness of Mike White and what they're doing, I can't I can't put them ahead of Dallas at this point. New England? Washington? Tennessee, I mean, I'm just going through the list of teams that I have below them. San Francisco, yeah, because I just think their defense is that good. Cincinnati, yes. Kansas City, yes. Buffalo, yes. Philadelphia, yes. 
But the teams that are directly in my book below them, Minnesota, Detroit, and the Chargers, I, I just, at this point in time, I can't put them ahead of the Dallas Cowboys because I think Dallas has a good run game. they got a decent defense. Micah Parsons one of the best quarterback pass rushers in the league, the difference maker. And when Dak Prescott's on, they're a really good football team. When he's not, they're average at best. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Great Lakes Dragway. You've got a speedster in your midst. It's easy. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. And then get yourself a season pass. Get yourself a season pass. That's it. Put it under the, put it in the stocking, stick it under the tree, whatever. Get a season pass. Then you're good. You got you got speed in your blood all season long for 2023. It's that simple. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the uh, state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders uh, as well. And if uh, this time of year, I tell you what, Saturday night, it was a feast. It was a smorgasbord of food. And this is the time of year that all that happens. You have the parties. Uh, I still have. I was. <laughs> it's funny because we had the nothing bunt cakes that uh, Kristen bought, and somebody else brought cookies and and peanut butter bar squares and chocolate squares and a Christmas cookie basket and and I'm like, please God, just take all this stuff home. Take take it with you. You know, whoever wants it, take it. You know, give it to your kids. Give it, you because know, I I I don't want to eat it. I don't want to sit here and munch it. But that's the time of year. You got to be careful. You start packing on the pounds, man. New Mail Medical Center, if you are, or maybe you just want to jump into a 2023 fitness plan and you want to jumpstart a new you, that's the way to do it. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. Uh, here's a real off-the-beaten-path uh, question. And this was from Justin, who says, uh, your favorite beer this time of the holiday season? Um, boy. Bud Light. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, we had a lot of that. We we went through a <laughs> bunch of Bud Light at the at the party. Yeah. Like, if you're talking craft beer, I'll, I'll, let me give you this. Okay. Uh, because it's not here. You can't get it. There was a, um, my buddy, um, my, my high school is celebrating their 100th anniversary. And there in Cincinnati, um, there's a grouping of high schools that are pretty uh, kind of a pretty big deal. And they have been perennial powerhouses in the state for a long, long time. There's Moeller High School, which is what everybody knows from years gone by. There's Moeller. There's Xavier. Elder, which is where I went. Uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius is one of them. LaSalle is one of them. Uh, so there's, you know, a good grouping. Cole Rain has been really good for a long time. Uh, but there's a good grouping of high schools that come out of the greater Cincinnati area. My the, the west side of Cincinnati is owned by 
elder high school. It just, it's just a way of life. It just is. That's the stadium I tell you about. It's tens of thousands that come out on a Friday night to watch football, you know, and they bring in auxiliary seats and such just because it's just such a tradition. Uh, well, anyway, the high school turned 100, and there's a brewery, a microbrew called 13 Below, and they came out with the uh, they came out with a beer honoring um, the the high school, and um, they the uh, motto of the high school has been the coat of arms is Altiora A L T I O R A Altiora. Um, so what they called it was Ale Tiora. And that's what they did. It's basically the coat of arms. It's uh, taken, you know, the, I don't know all the details of it. But anyway, I don't want to get too deep into it. Bottom line is my buddy brought it, um, brought it with him uh, up from Cincinnati. And a couple of guys that I graduated high school with saw me like it on Facebook. And they sent me four packs of it. And it's actually really good. It's and I'm not a big you know darker ale style drinker. It's not hoppy. I'm not a hoppy beer guy at all. Uh, just it doesn't. Ben, do you like the the thick hops in beers? No, not particularly. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I I like Bud Light. You know, I'm a so, well. There you go. Push the sponsor. Push the sponsorship. Oh, I tell you what, uh, Kristen, if you had stock in Bud Light this weekend, your stock went up because uh, that girl can pack in the Bud Light. Well, every time I have a Bud Light, I feel like I'm paying myself just a little bit. Sure. Sure. Not I can really, see that. But. <laughs> um, but anyway, long story short is uh, that was that was what my kind of my new go to favorite was for an ale style beer that's not hoppy. But other than that, I, I'm usually Bud Light most of the time, you know, um, I'm and nothing special about me. You know, I did, I will say this, I drank some whiskeys on Saturday. Uh, I did some shots of Screwball. I did some shots of uh, Calafino, uh, their higher-end tequila. Uh, now, again, I'm at home, so I'm not driving anywhere. I'm staggering upstairs, and that was about it. But um, but it wasn't like, you know, it, there was pudding shots. There was cookies and cream pudding shots. There was peanut butter pudding shots. Uh, there was a vin- uh, mint vanilla pudding shots that somebody brought. I mean, it was just a... A feast of of alcohol festival, and then the food upstairs to kind of you know quash the effects. But that was it. But I'll sit downstairs like, and you know now that I've got the bourbon collection, and uh, I've got uh, a Remington, I've got Angel's Envy, I've got uh, the uh, the Chicken Cock, I've got the uh, uh, Eagle Rare, uh, I've got now the Ten Year Whistle Pig. Um, I, and it's the, the collection's kind of grown and people brought, I, oh my God, I, I got, uh, as gifts, uh, three bottles of Buffalo trace. So I got that, uh, it, in the collection really has grown. I mean, I, I, I'm getting into it now, but I'm not a big drinker. That's just it. I don't drink a lot. I'll sip, you know, have a few beers every now and then, but that's about the extent of it. I'm not a, I'm not a guy that gets plowed. So just, just not me, maybe a couple of beers at dinner and that's about the extent of it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Complicated fellow says, how does San Diego, the 29th media market in baseball, spend $300 million on free agents, and the Brewers are in the 30th, and they spend quite a lot less? Is the Padre owner spending money? That's a great question. And well, that's something that we probably should further delve into. 
Not really, because nobody is accepting his deals. Well, that's just it. But he still has spent money. Oh, yeah, so much of it. He's He's got quite a bit of money wrapped up. I mean, but uh, yes, Mick, I still have the Duke. I still have some of the Duke left over from last year, by the way. Mick is listening down in Carol- the Carolinas. So, um, but... The I, that's a great question. I have I have not looked into the total media value per market per team in a while. I just know that the Brewers are never going to climb out of the basement because of where they're located. If the if the Brewers weren't dealing with Chicago and the border, they could probably have a wider spread. But because Chicago has not one, but also two teams, North Side and South Side. Uh, and the Cubs were so for so long and still are the quote lovable losers, and there's so much recognition there. It is they have in the size of the town, obviously, but they have so much more money. I mean, that city alone is over eight million people. There's only like four point eight, four point nine million people, right around five million in the state of Wisconsin, and that's in the entire state. And then you take into account that uh, you know you start to kind of divide some areas as you get towards the western portion of the state with some of the twins stuff you've got some that go towards the 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 Detroit Tigers when you get to the UP and as you get to south of the border there are some areas that will pour cubs pour money towards cubs rather than brewers so you you it's just a smaller media market overall and the rate of spend via media is just different there's not that same level of money here so, but it's a great question, and something we probably, uh, probably, we, in all honesty, probably should look a little deeper into. Uh, real quick, uh, Jesse says, "What does Altiora mean? It means the higher things. That's what Altiora. That was always the the coat of arms for the high school. It was Altiora, which is the higher things. That's it. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen six. You'll learn something today, Ben. Right? Yeah." There you go. I guess. You don't feel like it. You feel like I kind of forced fed some information into your brain by grabbing you by the head and stuffing it in your ears, didn't you? Yeah, no way. <laughs> Headphones are I look at it this way. The way the show started, I'm just glad I'm here. <laughs> so, so is everybody I'm, else. Right? I'm just glad I'm here, you know, with the Internet issues that uh, are going on throughout the state of Wisconsin today. I'm just glad I'm here. Yeah, so are the I've been kind of monitoring it, and things have been pretty stable now the last hour and a half, so it's... Got me feeling good again. Keep re- renewing my hope in technology. Uh, let's step out. We got a quick break to take. We got we're going to come back. Got a couple more segments yet to go. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com. Do not forget you got a barbecue lover in your life. They have gift boxes. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com and get. It's a unique gift idea. They it comes in a box. All you got to do is wrap it. That's it. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome in, one. Welcome in, all. Good to have you. 
Hey, if you are looking for a great place to go, take a load off, enjoy some food. I know that the whole gang, everybody pretty much that stayed at the hotel after the uh, house party on Saturday, got up Sunday morning and they all went and got Bloody Marys and free pancakes over with Dan Della and the gang at the social house. By the way, uh, Allison, Dan's wife, won the uh, costume uh, or the best sweater. She had like this big furry disco jacket sweater thing on it looked like snow with lights in it it was great uh and she ended up winning so uh kudos to her she won a nice i don't know if she won the bourbon basket or the whiskey basket or the new year's eve champagne basket or the bloody mary basket i don't know what she won i don't she i don't know what she took home but uh kudos to her but uh dan and his staff over there they do such a great job that's the social house on lisbon road menominee falls social house h-a-u-s on lisbon road in Menominee Falls. Uh, ben, you got a quarterback update uh, regarding the Badgers? Somewhat. Somewhat. No no commitment. All right. They are. So uh, the last week weekend of official visits this semester is kind of now because everyone's gone from campus, obviously. So for transfer guys, you got to get them in like this week because then they're going to commit in the next week, pretty much two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big ones, at least. Wisconsin, uh, as reported by 24-7 Sports, is hosting former Oklahoma quarterback, redshirt freshman, four-star Nick Evers on campus today. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe maybe there's something there. We shall see. But that's something maybe to monitor. something happens. Because he's, yeah. uh, he's young. He was at Oklahoma for a year, but that was a highly touted kid coming out of high school. Okay. There you go. Maybe uh, maybe he makes some hay in, uh, in Wisconsin. We shall see. So um, today's a weird day because the Packers were together. Uh, there's uh, Matt LaFleur speaking today. We'll probably hear most of that coming up tomorrow. But what did Aaron, because Aaron Rodgers still made his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show, correct? Yeah, not not that much interesting has been discussed. Okay. I've been monitoring it. Okay. They just talk with Nothing the, really much. He's like, yeah, we're rooting for the Niners over the Seahawks because they need them for playoff right, stuff. Right, right. He said he talks with Devontae a lot because he's still good. That's yeah. really it. Yeah, I said he saw that uh, he, I said uh, or I saw that he said he talks to Devontae every day or every week, every week, excuse me, every week and still says he's the best wide receiver in all of football. Um, which, you know what, because uh, there was a couple of people that reacted to that. And so how could he say that, you know, when he's trying to bring on Christian Watson? Look, he's not going to say Christian Watson's the best receiver in football. People laugh him out of the room. You just say that, you know, I'm working with the the best. I I worked with the best receiver in football and hope that my guys are that way one day. You know, what else are you going to (laughs) say? You know, don't lie about it. You know, don't. uh, You you can only be rah-rah so much. And then again, anything Aaron Rodgers says is going to be met with some kind of somebody looking for adversity. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers saying that. No problem. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Testy Jane says, can't believe you didn't mention the fact that Mike Leak passed away. We did, Testy Jane. You just didn't hear it. Just an FYI. We did. We talked about it right out of the shoot today. Uh, we had some technical issues early on in the show, but when we came on the air, yes, we did. We did. Uh, we did talk about it. Um, you know, and it's it's tragic. Sixty one years old, two time Pac twelve Coach of the Year, uh, Big Twelve Coach of the Year. Obviously, doing some good things with Mississippi State, and it's a shame. It, it you know, uh, but uh, but yes, we did. We did discuss it. 
And uh, Mike Leach, apparently, I mean, the outpouring of support and, and the people, uh, you know, the people's lives that he touched, many, many, many people today are tweeting about what Mike Leach meant to them in one way, shape, or form. So the tributes continue to come in. But, uh, yes, we did. Very, very sad news. Uh, some other news, not so sad. The 49ers uh, and Kyle Shanahan spoke with reporters yesterday morning. Didn't have much to say in the way of the injury update on Debo Samuel. However, it appears, according to the team, Samuel suffered a sprained MCL on his left knee and a sprained left ankle. It's a high ankle sprain, but they confirmed today again. No broken bones, expected to return at some point during the regular season. During the regular season. Uh, and uh, Purdy, by the way, got hurt in the game the other day. I don't know if anybody realized that. And he is now considered, quote, day-to-day with the team calling it a rib and oblique injury. Oh, boy. While the Niners did not practice yesterday, they had to release an estimated injury report because they play on Thursday night. Uh, and on it, Purdy is listed as limited which is a positive sign that he's going to be available to play. But Thursday night football is going to come quick. And he suffered the injury when he dove for the first down on a play. He was called, he was called back for a holding penalty, but he dove for the first down and took it, landed on the ball. And that's, I don't know if you've ever done that, but man, you land on a football, that, that'll, that'll knock the wind out of you. And apparently is a rib slash oblique injury is what they're calling it for the phenom that is Purdy. So there you go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. So that's some of the that's uh, that's some of the updates regarding the NFL. Let's do this. We'll break. Come back. One more segment to go before we get out of here. Hang in there. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back with a short practice and first meetings to prepare for their game against the Rams. At 5-8, and eight, it's been a frustrating season for Green Bay. Place kicker Mason Crosby. A little bit of uncharted territory. It's not something that uh, you know, we, we expect to be in, uh, you know, in this type of situation, but um, it is what it is. You know, we, we have to look at things in reality and uh, you know, really address what the issues are and what we can correct and then uh, you know, trying to build on the good things. So my mindset is always to you try to make your strengths stronger every day, and then uh, you'll minimize those mistakes. Now, last week in Chicago, Crosby's 32-yard field goal in the fourth quarter moved him up to 12th on the NFL's all-time leading scores list. Packers running back Aaron Jones spent the bye week making stops around Wisconsin for his foundation helping youth athletes. He's been nominated again for the Walter Payton Award. A column in Forbes says that Jones' career numbers are already close to two other running backs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Terrell Davis and Gail Sayers. I asked Aaron Jones what he's telling younger players about these final four games of the regular season. It's just sticking together, knowing uh, the best best teams are player-led teams, and nobody's going to roll over for us. We got to go out there and get what we want. We got to go go out there and take it, and uh, just continue to play. Each you know each play is not going to go may, may not go the way we want it, but uh, we all lock in and we're on the same page. We'll be m- more successful than times when we're not. That's Packers running back Aaron Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show. today closing things out don't forget about our friends at curly's waterfront pub and grill meat raffles charity events good food 
And maybe you're going to go out there tonight and watch uh, watch the basketball game. Bucks tonight at home at the Pfizer Forum coming up tonight, 6.30 on TNT. The Warriors, they're in town. Golden State's here. So it uh, should be a good one. should be a packed house tonight. Down at the Pfizer Forum, Bucks 19-7, and seven, Warriors 14-13. and 13. They have struggled just a bit, but uh, still a very, very dangerous team coming into the Pfizer Forum, especially after the Bucks took that loss to Houston, man, that ugly loss, trying to kind of get back on the winning track. So we'll see if they're able to do so. Uh, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us, uh, maybe head out to a Curly's Waterfront tonight. Check that out. Uh, here's something for you. Two things. Uh, I posted over on the uh, Facebook fan page, and I posted one of them uh, over on uh, Twitter as well. But uh, so last night I was saying, uh, you know, it was kind of a weird morning and the Internet, and, it, and I'm just dragging today. I've had a couple of friends of mine text me. I said, I'm just dragging today. I woke up last night, middle of the night, scared the hell out of me. The alarms of my house went off, and I freak. I, You know, when the alarms go off, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You know, you're reaching for a gun and everything, you know. And I so I checked my camera. And I posted what went walking by the house. I believe that's a fox. I don't think it's a wolf. Somebody said it was a wolf. I don't think it's a wolf. I don't think it's big enough to be. But I believe that's a big old fox. Goes walking right past the camera last night. So I threw that up there. Uh, Here's something else. The Packers playoff scenario is in. It says the Packers make the playoffs if the Packers win out plus... The Giants lose three of their next four. Plus, Washington loses three of their next four. Plus, Seattle loses two of their next four. Can it happen? Can the Packers win out? Okay, let's just say the Packers win out. The Giants play the Commanders. That's their next game. So one of those two two teams automatically are going to lose, okay? The Giants then have the Vikings the Colts, and the Eagles. Could they lose three of their next four? You betcha. Washington has the Giants, so one of those two teams are going to lose. Then the Niners, the Browns, and then the Cowboys. Could they lose three of their next four? Could happen. Seattle has to lose two of their next four. Their games are against the Niners, the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Rams. That could certainly happen. I get the sense that the fly in the ointment is going to be Washington. I think Washington's a better team than New York. They're playing at FedEx this weekend, so the Giants will lose to the Commanders, lose to the Vikings, and lose to the Eagles. That will take care of the Giants. Seattle, they'll lose to the Niners and lose to the Chiefs. They may even lose to the Jets. That'll take care of Seattle. The fly in the ointment is going to be Washington because they're going to beat the Giants, which means they have to lose the next three. The Niners, they could lose to the Niners. They're not going to lose to the Browns. And then they've got the Cowboys. I don't think the Packers are going to win out. If they do, they'll be one of the hottest teams in football if they make it to the postseason. But I think the flying the ointment is going to be Washington. Ben, do you agree? 
Yeah, I, I think Thursday's game is obviously huge because if Seattle wins that one, that makes it a lot tougher. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the least likely scenario of all of that is the Packers winning out. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's just it. I mean, that's taking into account that the Packers win. But no, I would agree with you. I think the Packers. Um, I. You know what? Beating Minnesota in Green Bay, beating Detroit, and I think it's going to be tougher to beat Detroit than I do Minnesota. But if it comes down to whether or not you're going to make the postseason, and that game means a lot between Detroit and Green Bay, you may see a whole because the Packers could have beaten Detroit had it not been for the red zone turnovers. They 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 did enough. They the defense at least stymied that team to the point that they didn't put up thirty like they've been putting up. It was a better defensive performance. It was just the turnovers that killed them. So I think they can beat Detroit. I don't know if they can beat, if they have the capability defensively to shut down the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't. I do like Detroit and what they're doing, but I don't know if the Packers match up well with the Vikings. They just don't have the coverage ability. And God knows Justin Jefferson was open all damn day long. They just didn't have an answer. So I, I would agree with you. I think winning out and maybe just going to Miami might be just a train wreck within itself. So, Yeah, that Packers okay. second. Like the Dolphins have been shut down two weeks in a row, one by a great Niners defense, another mm-hmm. by a Chargers defense that has struggled, yet they kind of took the Niners game plan of coverage and applied it. This Packers defense, could they do that to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in that offense? That's where I right. get hung up. Because that seems like a a true Rodgers throws for three touchdowns, plays great, but then Tua throws for five. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I just don't know if they they have it in them to get it done. But just that's the scenario. Players, uh, Packers need to win out. Giants lose three out of four. Washington loses three out of four. Seattle loses two of the next four. And the Packers are in. That would be it. Excuse me. Uh, Real quick, top of the hour. We're uh, just up against the end of the show. Let's go to Eric in Green Bay real fast. Eric, how you doing, man? What's up? Doing all right, Bill. How you doing? Doing good today. What are you thinking? Uh, The bourbon talk. uh, My son-in-law is into bourbon, and uh, we got to enjoy some for my grandson's birthday party this weekend. But that's what I called about. I've got one question for you, Bill. Yeah. Um, Matt LaFleur has a pattern that has been here ever since he got here as a coach. And if it rears its ugly head again on Monday night, uh, that would mean that the Packers would be numerically eliminated. And would you then pull the plug on Matt LaFleur? Because this dude has been not just beaten in almost, I think, every single game after a bye except one. I think he has been not just beaten but embarrassed, like smoked, out coached mm-hmm. out of the stadium. If that happens again and he gets smoked the first game after a bye and the Packers are numerically in, uh, eliminated, you know, a lot of people think it's time to pull Jordan Love out. You know, uh, I guess you could say that, although I think that it'd still be better for Rodgers to have more time with these wide receivers, both healthy and on the mm-hmm. field at the same time. But that being said, I mean, if they're numerically uh, eliminated, then why even keep keep the coaching staff why keep a coach that won't acknowledge that his defensive coordinator needs to go bye-bye and who can't win after a bye game what is yeah. his record after a bye 
That's a great question because they have not been that good, and I appreciate it. We, you know what? We'll try to lead off the show with that tomorrow because we're up against it. Um, that's a great question. I don't have it sitting here in front of me. I know it's not great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up on that. We'll pick up on that tomorrow. Coming out of a bye, if the Packers, with the week off, time to heal, starting to put things together, offensively speaking, refusing to let go of your defensive coordinator or change things up, and you come out and look exactly the same and you get beat by a Rams team on Monday Night Football at home, yeah, that's that's a really, really, really good question. Let's hope we don't have to cross that bridge, but that's a damn good question. We can fire off with that tomorrow. Hey, thanks to everybody for being a part of the program today, and thanks to Wayne Larry, obviously, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. That's it. Time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.